This programme was first broadcast on Otago Access Radio and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Well, the inaugural Wild Dunedin Festival, which gets underway on Earth Day, the 22nd of April, and runs through until Monday, the 25th of April, offers a hugely diverse range of events and activities, as we've already heard on the awesome morning show. Today, we look at uh, Fantail Trails, family adventures that provide an opportunity for unstructured play for children and adults alike. Here to tell us more about that is Gabrielle David. Thanks for joining us on the show. It's good to have you here, Gabrielle. Thank you very much for having me. Fantail Trails, tell us about the origins of this idea for you. Uh, well, our family spent about three and a half years living in Southern California recently, and that's where we first encountered this phenomenon of family nature clubs, which is what Fantail Trails is. Um, there's been a huge movement in the USA started by um, a guy called Richard Louvre who wrote a book called Last Child in the Woods which was about how children, modern children these days, they play outside less and he was worried about the implications of that um, when they grow up they may not value the natural spaces in the world anymore. So um, he wrote this book and then from that it really snowballed and they started a network called the Children in Nature Network which is a really big movement um, in 2014, they estimated they had supported 369 grassroots campaigns that connected 3.5 million children to nature in 48 states in the USA and 12 nations. And part of that is they um, support these things called family nature clubs. So when we were in San Diego, we attended one regularly. Um, and it's just a group of families that have a common goal of getting outside and spending time in the outdoors with their children regularly. And when we moved back to Dunedin, um, it was actually instigated by my oldest daughter, who was about five at the time. She kept asking, when are we going to hiking group? Where's <laughs> hiking group? And eventually, after about six months of that and Googling online and trying to find something similar, I thought, well, I just can't wait for someone else to start it for us. So we'll start our own. Um, and that's where it came from. What was your observation of how your children were responding to these opportunities? Well, starting out, it was really interesting. I think when you people these days, I find a lot of them feel they don't know how to do nature with children and they find they kind of think that it should be more of a provided experience and that it should have some structure and some activity. And I went along initially like that as well. And I was really put off of, this idea of just letting my daughter go out there and do her own thing. I thought, well, that's it's not very educational. I mean, what is she learning from this? Um, but over time, I came to see that um, when she was left to her own devices and I was just standing at a distance for a bit of safety supervision in case she fell in a stream or something, um, that she really, um, she really blossomed like in her own connection with nature. She really enjoyed it. Um, it really encouraged her curiosity and her imagination to play in her own way. Has it been your observation that your children's opportunities to, to play in this way have been diminished because of our kind of um, overprotective kind of uh, uh, attitude to ch children's play? I think so, yeah. There's a lot of concern. I mean, some of it's very valid. There is a lot more traffic these days. I mean, I grew up on a farm, mm. so my mum just had to say, you know, go outside, and we were fine. But um, now I live in a city with my children, and with that increased urbanisation, there is more traffic to contend with. You can't 
just necessarily send your children off to the local park to explore because it might be really far away. They might be busy roads to cross. And people are concerned about other safety aspects. And nature is, in some ways, it inherently has a lot of dangers, but children are never going to learn how to cope with those risks if they never play in that way. If they don't know how to climb a tree, then yes, when they do eventually try it, they may fall out and hurt themselves. But... How did you first then go about spreading the word about Fantail Trails? Um, I probably annoyed a lot of people by emailing (laughs) them. I set it up, um, we're on a site called meetup.com. It's more popular in the States, but it's sort of starting more here. And I set up our site and then I just emailed lots of different community groups that are involved with either children or nature and said, look, this is what we've started. Can you please advertise it to the group that you work with? So um, we get a lot of members joining through like the likes of um, Sport Otago have an active movement section that they've put us on, um, and we've had a lot of good interactions with the likes of the Dunedin Amenities Society who volunteered to show us around Craigaburn, um, and word kind of just got out in that way. Well, tell us a little more about the excursions you've had so far and about this kind of philosophy which I'm quoting you here an opportunity to get dirty search for nature treasures and so on yeah so our um, our explorations are all unstructured typically Um, we sort of most of our children are between babies and early primary so children in their age range they don't really want to be given a structured activity in nature so we just we go out and we let them choose which way we're going to go and what they're going to do. Um, and we focus on what we call nearby nature, which is nature that is in the city. So they can access it again easily. The aim is to introduce them to spaces that when they are able to explore independently, that they can go back to them. Um, on weekends, we sometimes go within an hour's drive of the city. Um, but we typically explore any green space need and it doesn't need to be like a very pristine or biodiverse or nature rich space um, if it has a grassy hill or a tree the kids will enjoy it you've mentioned the importance of supervision tell us a little bit more about how you approach that on any given day um well we adults typically try to stand to the side as much as we possibly can um, and just let the children explore. We've actually had no incidents of children getting injured or needing active supervision. I mean, sometimes with the little preschool ones, if we are near an area that has like a fall hazard into a stream or something, they don't have a great concept of edges, so you do need to provide more supervision there. But um, usually they're just left to their own devices. They just like to play with mud, sticks, stones, water. They just like really simple things. And each other, I imagine. Yes, that's the other thing about it being a group is that um, it provides a peer group for the children to explore with. So they can collectively sort of come up with all these things together rather than adults providing an experience for them. Gabrielle, I'm also guessing that for many of the adults a lot of the explorations you're doing will be new experiences for them also. They are, and um, I think they enjoy them as well. And they may, um, like at the periphery, be aware of where certain spaces are in Dunedin, but they have never explored them. So we do have a lot of families um, say they're very grateful for being introduced to certain spaces and that they go back and visit them regularly um, in their own family time once they've found them. 
Um, and it's also a very social experience for the parents. Um, it's a nice way to get out and just chat to other parents and relax. In general, do you give people a brief on what they should bring with them on the day, like in terms of footwear, clothing, um, you know, anything else they might want to bring, binoculars or so, <laughs> so forth? Um, yeah, we do have like a general description on our site um, about dressing weather appropriately. Um, we try to be very positive about um, the cooler weather and the weather that parents wouldn't usually associate with being positive about. So we <laughs> we like to dress appropriately so that children can enjoy mud and water and the cold and snow and messy stuff without being too freaked out. So we suggest bringing a change of clothes um, in case they get really dirty. And we do provide like a nature exploration kit, but people can bring their own stuff, which we have binoculars and magnifying glasses. And little buckets. Kids love collecting things. So the adventure that's lined up as part of the Wild Dunedin Festival for Fantail Trails is a glowworm adventure. Tell us about this one. Um, Well, it's really exciting, I think, the time of year that Wild Dunedin has chosen for this adventure because it gives us the ability to do a nighttime adventure and see something like glowworms because most younger children, they don't get out to explore the world at night time and the world at night time is a very different place it looks different there's different noises um, and it's very exciting for them to see that so we're going to visit the glowworms um, up Leith Valley and I guess most children would not have seen them yet um, and it's just a very exciting experience for them to see I guess what's like nature's fairy lights. Gabrielle I'm, I'm guessing that there's Quite a few parents out there that probably haven't done that little trip either, so I'm sure it'll be a, a, a novel experience and very exciting. Um, have you done that before as a Fantail Trails group? Yes, we've done it once before. Um, someone else in the group um, hosted it, yeah, and I hadn't been before, <laughs> admittedly at that time. There's spaces in Dunedin that I've never been before, and um so I was very pleased to be introduced to that space and I'm looking forward to visit it again. You've said it's not um, intended to be a particularly an educative experience, but is there anyone on hand who knows a little bit about glowworms? Um, it will depend on the group on the day. Um, yeah. So you kind of rely on the resources of, of, yes. of, of who turns up at any one of these events? Yeah. So um, rather than being like taught by an expert, we're kind of learning together and... We, we have grandparents come along. Grandparents are a great source of knowledge. Yeah. Um, they can always identify trees and berries and things for us. Um, yes, yeah, so we rely on the group knowledge, kind of share. Is there a cost to any of the Fantail Trails uh, excursions? No, Fantail Trails is completely free to make it accessible for everyone. Um, and, I mean, nature's free, so there's not really <laughs> cost to any of our activities. So when is this Glowworm excursion lined up for? Uh, the Glowworms is on Saturday the 23rd of April at 6.30pm. Uh, it's a very short walk. It's only, depending on how fast your kids walk, about 10 minutes. So it's very accessible for small children and a good time to still get them home in time for bed. So where can people go to find out more information about where they should be on the night to turn up to start this adventure? Uh, they can go to the Wild Dunedin website um, and there's also programs for Wild Dunedin available at iSight, I believe, and at various locations around Dunedin. Um, you need to book for this adventure just because parking is limited, so we can't take a large number of people. 
but um, full instructions on how to get to the glowworms are on the Wild Dunedin website. So if someone wants to explore it at another time with their friends or family, they can. All right. And in terms of Fantail Trails presence on the internet, do you have your own um, contacts there? Uh, we are on meetup.com um, and you just search for our group name, Fantail Trails, and anyone can join. We have a short number of questions, mainly for security reasons. Um, that people answer when they join, but anyone is welcome to join the group. Thank you so much for coming in this morning, Gabrielle, to tell us about Fantail Trails. Uh, all the very best for this excursion, part of the Wild Dunedin Festival, a very busy programme of events, which includes many that are family-friendly and children-friendly. And it sounds like Fantail Trails can offer other opportunities throughout the year as well, which I'm sure Dunedin people will get out and enjoy. Thanks for joining us, Gabrielle. Thank you. This programme was first broadcast on Otago Access Radio and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air.